Fred Bird breaking stuff and Jonah's parents having sex. All that's ahead and more on our weekly recap show. Let's start the show. Welcome to Boozy Brunch, the one time of the week we're allowed to throw the company's rules about drinking in the workplace out the window. I don't know how I'm going to cheers. I have a paper cup today. That sounded pretty good, actually. Well, when you double cup it like a wrapper with some (laughs) lean in it, it helps. Two cups. This was a nice week for several reasons. Number one, I feel like the weather finally turned. We had some summer. Yes. And I was very excited to show you something, which was my brand new lush garden that was growing better than anything I've seen in the entire world ever. Yeah, it was um, a very impressive quarter of an inch sprout that you showed me. Thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt and rounding up to the nearest quarter. I wanted to say it was an eighth of an inch, but I I wanted to be generous. (laughs) So um, my girlfriend Amanda and I, we have a house in Soulard, and they came with garden beds. The Mm -hmm. owners before us put in these six nice garden beds, and we said, you know what, let's, they did half the work for us, let's be domestic. It was a lot of work. We got to till the soil. We got all this fertilizer. How do you till the soil? uh, Like it's in garden boxes. So did you just use a shovel to turn it over? I had one of those big metal rakes Mm -hmm. and just like heaved it down and tried to like turn it up. I needed a hoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who doesn't? (laughs) I I needed a hoe that I could pick up from Home Depot. You know, mm-hmm. how they wait outside right next to the the workers. Farmer Jonah needs a hoe. Farmer Jonah needs like a, a hoe. Film. We turned it all over, and another thing I did not realize, and I shared this with you before about planting, is it's it's savage. Hard. It's savage. It's hard. So number one, when you plant them, the seeds don't look like a sunflower seed, right? Like unless you're planting a sunflower, which we also plan on doing in May when the weather's correct. Cute. But these are smaller than poppy seeds. And as I'm saying this out loud, I feel like an idiot. A poppy seed is the seed of a poppy plant, and that's how small they are. I'm like, oh, the seeds are as small as poppy seeds. (laughs) Right, but you're talking about eggplants, right? That's what you're talking about? Eggplants, uh, spinach, lettuce, all of these were like microscopic. I I needed like a tweezer to plant mm-hmm. these things. And they're supposed to, they have such specific rules, like plant them every 18 inches apart to let them grow properly. But also, how do you know that that one tiny, teeny little seed is actually going to be successful? Right. You don't know. So what we had to do, well, had to do, what I just did because I'm lazy, is just, I just started talking. We cut, we cut down a little row mm-hmm. and then just spread them like wildfire. So instead of like the 18 inches apart, you just... Oh, they are crowded in there. You crowded them in and then you're just going to kill the extras. Well, that's what we learned from your boyfriend. That's why you said the gardening is, is savage. Yes. Is he waits till a few sprouts get up and when he sees the good ones, he just pulls the other ones so they don't interfere. Maybe that's where they got the term weeding out. I li- well, I, <laughs> I do believe that is referring to weeds. Oh, what do you know? Clearly, both of us. Super good at gardening. Mm. Yeah, I like to um, get my vegetables from either my boyfriend or the store. Do you have any plants for your backyard? No, all of my plants are indoor house plants. Because you're also a new homeowner. I am, but my yard is not ready for planting. It is a hot mess. It is ready for nature watching. Every single day it feels like Stacy texts me with another animal sighting. Yeah, I watched a bird take a worm out of the ground the other day, throw it up in the air, like tilt its head back and swallow it. And I'm like, damn, like a cartoon. Yes. That actually works. And I'm like, how weird to have little like meat strings (laughs) just ready for you to eat anytime you want. (laughs) I'm just going to go down to the the meat string department, just (laughs) shove my face in the earth and Pull one out. Yeah, it was, it was, I'd never actually seen it in real life. 
I saw birds doing it this week. Really? Lots of nature stuff. We have like huh. a family of doves. And there were these two together, and they were being super cute. I didn't realize that they hang out together, but mm. there were these two doves, and they were like preening each other mm-hmm. the way like chimpanzees would pick, yeah, whatever the nits, bugs, whatever the hell they oh, do. Oh, nits, yeah. I'm like, like you know, you crocheting. Know how chimpanzees <laughs> break out the knitting needles and just. <laughs> so I was watching them, and all of a sudden, one of them just kind of gets a little flustered, starts flapping his wings, so he's hovering mm-hmm. like four inches over the ground, and then just lands on top of the other one, and she mm. starts making weird movements, and they were flapping and flooping for about six or seven seconds. They could have just sent an announcement. We didn't have to see all that. It, it was right on my banister <laughs> of my porch. It was for everybody to see. And Exhibitionists. They seemed like a couple. sexy doves. <laughs> because they had kids. Also, like... Were the kids watching? The next day... God, I hope not, but it's not like they had a door to close. Right. The next day, I saw the same doves, but then they had two smaller doves with them, and they were all preening each other, and I don't think birds gestate and get born that quickly. No. So there must be some other doves. They just want to expand their family. They're just macking. They reminded me of Modern Family. That was the way I realized that that show... Because one of them had a Boston accent? Oh, Modern Family. Sorry. I don't know why I was thinking of Family Guy. (laughs) Oh, dove. Well, you're the one with the lowest impression. No, you just did it. I mean, that was really good. No, I, what I mean is that the way that I knew that show was actually kind of actually modern for television mm-hmm. is, number one, they did the the episode where the kids walk in on the parents. At so first, they're like, listen. Right, and it's not missionary. That was the second part. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He, Phil Dunphy is not where I expected Phil Dunphy to be. Right, but the only time you actually expect to see that is on TV. Like, if you walk in on 50 couples, you really think the majority is going to be missionarying it? Have you ever had, had you, did you ever have this scarring experience with your parents? Fortunately, no. However, as a parent, I have scarred my child. <laughs> and sorry, kid. Were you in a modern family position or were you in a regular one? Well, there are others, and I was in Check the Other Box. <laughs> That's, I feel like that is how three quarters like of two. the world is missionary or other. Like the one we're comfortable with, or just and just scroll through the Kama Sutra and just say stop, and chances are it's one of those. By the way, I'd like to say hi, babe. Oh, oh! I didn't first. I wasn't sure if you're saying hi to your your son or your or or who. Oh God, my boyfriend! I'm saying hi to my boyfriend now. I want to just take it all back. Well, you can't take any of it back, especially <laughs> the image seared into your son's head. I know that poor kid. Well, how old was he? Like there was only one time. Wow, <laughs> you uh, were uh, not calm. <laughs> Also, like, learn to knock. That's true. But like on Modern Family, they they bought their parents a lock on that door. Did I know. Did you have a lock on your door? It was, it was non-operational. Mm. Mm-hmm. Learn to no- knock and learn to lock. Right. I don't know if I have. I'm worried that I have. Mm-hmm. But I say I don't know because I never investigated one time, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I got home from work. I was a bus boy. So it was like one in the morning after the restaurant closed. And I get home, like, I'm home. And usually I would go, like, they were in bed, but I'd say, hey, guys. And like, oh, hi, thanks for letting us know that you're home safe. Okay, good night. Like, I'm home. And no one said anything. I'm like, that's what. Hmm. I'm home. And I walked in, and their door, I do not believe, was closed because I wouldn't just open their door. Hmm. And it was pitch black. 
there's some some noises. Hmm. No noises I've heard before or after anywhere. So not even like not. I haven't heard these noises on the internet. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It wasn't clear. Mm-hmm. But either someone had sleep apnea and they like to wrestle, or something was. I don't and I don't know. So I, I think most parents like to wrestle. I stop. I still. I was old enough to like wonder later. Like, did they read in a parenting book? Like, if your kid walks in to like not make a big deal or say anything, so it doesn't like freak them out, and you can normalize sex for them, and then they just held on to that until I was 17 because they didn't. Nothing was said by anyone. I was walking like, hey, guys, hmm. I'm on. Nothing. And then I just literally, one of the only times I've actually done this, like they do in TV shows, just walked backwards silently <laughs> out of the room. I don't know what just happened, and I'm not going to try and figure it out. Perhaps they were so involved in what they were doing, they didn't even that's know cool. you were there. We should think about that. Yeah, you know? that's right. I just watched, uh, if you haven't seen I mean, it. what's better, that or like... Hey, Jonah, Shut welcome up. Why do you stop clapping? <laughs> oh, boy. Ha! Um, Ray, Ray Romano has a new comedy special on Netflix. Mm-hmm. If you Is haven't it seen it, it's super funny. It's really good. He's just so calm and, yes, it's great. You can see exactly why he have, has a TV show based off his family. Because mm-hmm. for an hour, all he does is talk about his family and you're cracking up. But what he said was that his mother was getting older mm-hmm. and that she's all of a, her filter is gone. And so... Recently, she told him that, you know, the marriage wasn't that great, but she stayed with, I stayed with your father because the sex was so good. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, two things are concerning. One, like, when you said that, I just got so nervous that my filter would go away at some point in my life because I sure need it. And secondly... Ew. Like having your mom say that to you and be well, like, yeah, ah, good for you. And this is the only thing I'll ruin from that special because really you should go watch it. It's like, listen, the only thing that you don't want to know is that your parents have sex. And on top of that, the last thing on that is that they were enjoying themselves because then that puts a whole different imagery in your head. Yeah. So thanks for also doing that for me. Real, really appreciate that. You're welcome. So every week, this has been really fun. We're doing something called Home Run Hookups, where you can submit your office online, 1065thearch.com, and then we show up at your office, we interrupt your workday, we bring a stack of Cardinals tickets, and we bring one of our favorite Cardinals ever, the Cardinal, Fred Bird, Mm -hmm. along with us. In the last two weeks, I mean, I knew that Fred Bird was a mischief maker. Right. That's innate in his character. But dude, especially starting with Purina, he just, he's he's nuts, and people eat it up. So we took him to Purina, and it's a three-story building. He ran through the entire building. He jumped up and almost uh, broke a light bulb with his head. That's because he was jumping over the security desk after he snuck behind the security desk (laughs) to scare the life force out of the security guard. Yeah, then we went to Ted Drew's on Chippewa, and he launched himself through the the window where they serve you the concrete. You have to. The photos are on the Arches Facebook page, and they're on my Instagram as well. Jonah on the radio on Instagram, where it's just Fred Bird's big old butt. Yeah. Stuck out the window because he can't make it all the way through. Yeah, it was a good time. And we got to try the plain, like, Ted Drew's frozen custard vanilla flavor that they they use for all of the recipes. Like, that's the base, and then they add all the flavors and fruit or chocolate, whatever, to it. We were talking about a, a religious experiences earlier this week, and mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a second because I haven't been able to stop thinking about Notre Dame. But that was... As close to religious experience as I've had in recent memory. Yeah. We met uh, one of the workers there, Lisa, and she said, listen, do you want to see 
how this is made. And and we're like, um, yes, please. Try again. There's photos of this on the Arches Facebook page. But next time you go to Ted Drews on Chippewa, try to like look past them to the back wall, and you might be able to see it. I never even thought about where custard came from. I thought mm-hmm. maybe they pulled the lever like the regular soft serve ice cream. Right. It comes out of a wall. It comes out of the freezer because it's mm-hmm. literally custard that's then frozen and it slowly comes out. I can only describe it like a, a custard glacier slowly yes. coming out of the spout and then into the sanitized sink. But that's where, and they just scoop the custard out of the mm-hmm. sink. So we had custard that was 20 seconds old. It was so delicious. One bite and it. For real, I, my pupils were probably as big as my head. It, <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Yeah, it was so good. And you're a you're an egg hater, and that is an agree. Are you getting me back because I talked about your parents having sex? So I'm bringing up that there's custard eggs and custard. Yes, I try so as hard to get that images out of my mind. That is anywhere on the same level. Keep talking about it. Listen, you're the one who has a brother, and you're both biologically your parents. So technically. They did it at least twice as much as I can confirm mine. Are you kidding? How many times do you think your parents did it before they realized they couldn't have kids and adopted you guys? None. They're like, so why? many They're like, times. Why even bother trying? They're like, let's just adopt because we never want to touch each other. Oh, just because they came of age in the 60s and they early did 70s. Shut your <laughs> fucking mouth, Stacy. Thank God this is the podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey. Anyway, as you were saying. Oh, I was <laughs> hard turn. Oh, speaking of when you texted me, and I'm we're near serious for just one second. When you texted me on Monday, uh, it was one of the most unbelievable texts I have received this year, which was you said Notre Dame was burning. Right, and it's like I understand getting a text like that and not realizing you can't fathom how bad it is until you see it. I googled it in the video. It, I mean, that church is huge, yeah. and that fire was scary, and you got. Well, you got to. You saw some of the most tragic stuff live on on television. I was watching the news when the spire fell. And it was, I was like, oh my God, it looks like it's leaning. And it just, it just toppled. It was so weird. It's so weird. And I think one of the reasons, other than there's many Catholics in this planet, Mm -hmm. that people reacted so strongly is that building was almost 900 years old. That has been through countless that's 10 generations mm-hmm. of people your great 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 grandparent right. was alive when Notre Dame was being constructed like, and that's when it was done being constructed because it took 200 years so like for me honestly it wasn't the fact that it was a church that i mean that has nothing to do with it for me it's that it was so old and it survived so much and then it's taken out by an accidental fire because of the refurbishments they were making. Yeah, all the wars, World War One, World War Two, Nazis couldn't even mess with it. Yeah. And they don't think it's foul play or arson. They suspect it was a construction accident. They're investigating it. But just one errant move right by the construction workers mm-hmm. caused all that damage. People reacted so strongly, though, like overnight, over $700 million was pledged right. to fix it, which is very nice. But also over the last few days, most recently, it's kind of raised a lot of concerns from people all over the planet, like... Espe- Look at what we can do if we if we right. want to help someone. Especially in in France, there is a lot of income inequality. There's a lot of poverty, and mm-hmm. two super famous and rich French businessmen over there. They both pledged like over a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Boom, like that. They've also been known to be kind of be 
ego battlers. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he did that. Well, I'll do this. Oh, he did right. that. I'll do that. And all these people are saying, man, oh, so if the rich did want to step in on a social issue or any other issue, it's that easy to do, but we're only doing it for an inanimate object. Right. Something that can be repaired by the Catholic Church, which, I mean, the Vatican's worth billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But it also has kind of that conversation has gone further than just, oh, man, what do we do? Because here in America, down in Louisiana, there's three historically black churches that were burned to the ground just the other month. Criminally, this man was charged with arson and hate crimes. That church, they hadn't hardly got any donations right. to rebuild. But they needed a million, and they got a hundred thousand overnight after the Notre Dame news broke. And people said, "Okay, that's cool. Notre Dame seems to be set right now. They're let's, funded. Let's look internally at our country." Just like that, overnight they raised another million dollars. So they are only two hundred thousand as of the last reporting away from their goal, which I'm assuming they're going to get. That's great. One thing that really um, kind of stuck with me this week is that we were talking about a local police officer who pulled someone over for having expired an expired license plate. Over in Cahokia, yeah. Yeah, then it turns out that the guy driving actually had an expired license as well. And the thing is that he was on it. He borrowed a car to go and try and get a second job to make enough money to renew his license. And instead of the officer giving him a ticket and towing the car, he gave him a ride to get the job. He he ended up getting the job. But that story, you know, juxtaposed with the story of a billion dollars being raised almost overnight for Notre Dame in France, it's like, you know what? A thousand dollars could turn that kid's life around. A thousand dollars. And Right, donate your junker car that you were about to trade yes. into the dealership for $400 towards your new car or give it to this young man and who's I been think, taking a 90-minute bus ride each way to his other job at McDonald's. Right. I think that part of the reason that everybody helps with something big and catastrophic like this is because you know where to put your money. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you can do. How would I have found this kid who needed money to help him out. It's like, I just want to help everybody and there's enough money in the world to do it. Well, I do know, I I agree with that. It is hard to know, but I do know that it isn't, if you want to put the effort into it, it doesn't take that long to learn. And I think maybe that's another frustrating thing when you're looking at billionaires who do have a hundred million dollars just to give away. Like you don't just want to spend a day of research. My parents always continually surprise me with this, and I'm very yeah. glad I can talk about them in a different light than we were talking about them earlier. Oh, I wasn't going to remind you of how we were talking about them having sex. <laughs> but uh, they recently, I mean, literally, this story is almost, par- well, it is parallel. They they got a new car. Mm-hmm. And so now they have an old car, a Toyota Corolla. It has, you know, 170,000 miles on it. It's beat to crap. Like, they do. They, those last for so long, though. We had tree branches fall on it, all oh. kinds of stuff. But it still ran, right. And they were just going to kind of use it as the emergency car or the around the town car. But one of the many social issues my parents are involved in is the ongoing immigrant debate and, and how they're treated in our country. Mm-hmm. And they are connected with this network and they found through a church an undocumented family that is trying to make it and doesn't have a car and they can't get a car mm. loan because they don't have a social security number. They don't right. have a bank account. They don't have enough money to buy a car with cash and no one. And what are you going to do? So they gave them a car. That's so nice of them. And it's not a, it's not going to be a write off for them. It's not going to be any. It's just but they don't need it. It was mm-hmm. a, a junker that works. And this is a family with two kids that needed a reliable car. Right. A junker just by the way it looks. But when you have kids, man, you got to have a way to 
pick them up or drop them off or if something happens. This is a common thing. Well, we talked about this a lot amongst our two selves, which is just how expensive it is to be poor. So like, expensive. I was a single mom, yeah, a very young single mom, and I was very poor. And man, is that expensive. You get late fees. You get just charged so often for things you don't even think about if you have not even enough money, but just if you're not <laughs> broke. And that's the most frustrating thing for me, I think, when you hear the common kind of complaints of, well, you know... Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Work hard. Keep your head down, and you can mm-hmm. do the American dream. But if you have so many things against you to not even get even, I'm going back to that kid who got that kind ride from the police officer. Mm-hmm. If you don't have however much it costs to get your license renewed, then literally, what are you going to do? Except still, then you have to pay for the bus every single day. Right. Then you can't save money. And then he got pulled over. If that officer had given him a ticket. Or they, he did. He, they're trying to work now, the police department and the court system, to get rid of that ticket. Because then, mm-hmm. what, $150, whatever it is, again, if you don't have money, $150, that's over a week's worth of food. I wrote a bad check one time for $0.67. Cents. Like, I knew I was going to get a $25 bounce check charge, but my kid needed milk. And so I bought, like, the smallest thing of milk. Right. So are you a delinquent because you were working three jobs at at least one time trying mm-hmm. to right, feed your kid, and then you, you essentially bought a $25.67 bottle of milk because right. you're not going to not feed your kid. So it, then you just keep on taking those steps it's backwards terrible. and backwards. And a lot of times people just need that one significant piece of help. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, cheers. Cheers. It is Friday. So we're good. Well, that doesn't that, sound the best. That sounded bad. That's why. Well, listen, you can't exactly be drinking out of a wine bottle. We're still in the offices. How about I, if we just say clink? clink? Clink. We're back on the radio on Monday, every weekday, 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. You can find more 1065thearts.com. Click on Stacy and Jonah. Thanks for joining us for Boozy Brunch. Cheers. Cheers.